The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at 876-283-9533. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God be unto you. Hello dear listeners, welcome once again to the message of Islam brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica. Here at Message of Islam, we seek to educate the general public on issues, questions, and concerns, and all that you need to know about the true Islam. I am your host, Imam Ibrahim Fawson. Today, on the Message of Islam, we are taking a look at a very important aspect of the Islamic faith, that is service to humanity, which is an integral component of faith as far as Islam is concerned. To help me do this discussion, I am joined by Imam Tariq Azim, who is president and missionary in charge of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica. Imam Tariq, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah and welcome to the program. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of God be upon you and all the listeners. And in fact, if somebody has just joined us for the first time today and is wondering who we are, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is one of the over 70 denominations in Islam. We believe in the advent of the reformer of the age in the person of His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed. And of course, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is also spread across over 200 countries across the world. We believe in, you know, peaceful coexistence with God's creation. The motto for the community is love for all and hatred for none. Now back to the topic for discussion, Imam Tariq Azim. As I said, we are discussing service to humanity and it is a very important component of the Islamic faith. Islam is a religion which embodies the service to God and his creation. That is the very meaning of Islam. Service to God and also service to God's creation. Imam Tariq, could you give us some you know, detailed meaning of Islam with respect to the topic we are discussing today. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, the word Islam, it is an Arabic word. And in Arabic, there are roots uh, of each word. That root can be, you know, used to make uh, several other words. And the root for this word Islam is Salama. So at the very root of this word is the meaning of peace. Salama refers to peace at its core, at its, at its you know root. Uh, our listeners, uh, the, you know, Christian or, uh, listeners might, many of them might be aware of the Hebrew word shalom. Hebrew and Arabic share many um, you know words, and there's many similarities in the way uh, both these languages are uh, you know spoken, uh, and the, both of the you know the way their the words are uh, derived from the roots and so on and so forth. So, shalom also has the meaning of peace. Okay. Similarly, the 
Arabic word or the word that most many Muslims use, salam, uh, also has the meaning of peace. So when we look at the word Islam, uh, there are two possible meanings that can be derived out of this. And both of these meanings apply to the religion, to the essence of the religion, uh, you know, uh, very directly. And they describe the religion uh, in a very perfect manner. Islam, one of its meaning is submission, willingly peaceful submission. Another meaning of this is, um, as I mentioned, peace, peaceful living. When we look at the meaning of submission, what it means is that as a Muslim, we, uh, you know, I ought to be submitting to the will of God. That is Islam. As Muslims, we all, uh, we must follow whatever directions, instructions, commandments are given by the Almighty. We follow them in letter and spirit. That is submission and that is Islam. The second meaning that is peace, it applies to the second component of our faith that is living peacefully, amicably, friendly in a friendly manner with those around us. So it means the word Islam itself teaches us, the name of the religion itself teaches us that there are two basic components to our faith. One is to worship God, you know, through prayers, through uh, fasting or whatever other ways and means God has prescribed. And the second is to uh, live in a peaceful and harmonious manner with those around us, with, you know, with the, with the, with the, with the people that we, you know, we share our town, our house, our our entire world, basically. There is a saying of the founder of Islam, Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He said, Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimuna mil lisanihi wa yadihi. What this means is that a Muslim, a true Muslim, is the one from whose tongue and hands the Muslims or other peaceful people are safe. So here the Prophet describes who is a Muslim. A Muslim is someone that all other peaceful people basically are safe from. And you don't harm them with your you know hands or with your tongue or mouth, you know, basically for verbally or physically, you don't harm them or emotionally. At all. Yeah. Or emotionally. In any way, you don't cause harm to the people uh, uh, you know, uh, around you, those who don't harm you, you don't harm them at all. Okay. This is the basic and fundamental teaching of Islam. And if you are like this as a Muslim, if you are like this, then you are fulfilling the the true meaning, the true essence of being a Muslim. The word Muslim is also derived from the same word. So in Islam, Islam is the name of the religion, and Muslim is somebody who belongs to the religion of Islam. And if we look at these two components, uh, you know, that are inherent in the word Islam, uh, that is to worship God Almighty and to serve humanity. If you look at all the prophets in the history, all of them have given these two same teachings to their followers, that they should worship one God, one God alone, and that they should live in a friendly and a peaceful manner with their, you know, with their fellow human beings, they should take care of them, they should serve them. So, uh, you know, if we, as the Holy Quran explains, that all the prophets were actually Muslims. They were actually Muslims and they followed the religion of Islam. 
because they worshipped one God and they served humanity. So regardless which prophet we speak from the history, Prophet Abraham, Prophet Moses, Prophet Jesus, we go all the way back to Prophet Adam or Prophet Noah, all of them were Muslims. They followed the religion of Islam because Islam means to worship one God and one God alone and to serve humanity, to take care, to look after the people around you. Not just people, everything that God Almighty has created, uh, taking care of it and serving humanity at whatever, in whatever way and whatever capacity we can. Before, before you continue, Imam Tariq Azim, you quoted this hadith, which is a very important hadith in Islam. And by hadith, as you said, the sayings of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is also a very important, you know, part of the Islamic uh, source of guidance. You said there is this hadith which says that a Muslim is the one in whose hand and tongue other Muslims are safe or enjoy peace from. But then um, you also added that all peace lovers, all peacemakers. And that is very important because unfortunately some Muslims translate it to refer only to Muslims. How I mean, which gives them the, the, the idea that um, it is only Muslims who are supposed to be uh, enjoying peace from them, uh, from their hands and their mouth. But with the meaning of Islam, all peacemakers are Muslims by the definition of the word. Just like the Bible says that uh, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. So all peace lovers by the definition of the word can be considered as Muslims and should be protected and saved from Muslims. Yes, that is very, uh, you know, you have very uh, described it appropriately. Uh, some people may translate it otherwise, but the Hadith uses the root word or the word Islam yeah. and the word and the title Muslim has this essence of peace in it. And, you know, a true Muslim, another Muslim would only be such a person who is uh, following these uh, principles in his life as well, that he uh, worships God and he serves humanity. So anyone who is a peaceful person, uh, we must treat them with the same level of respect and kindness towards them. Let's come to the question as to why the service to God's creation is so vital in one's demonstration of love to God. Does it show any level of love that if I love God's creation, it shows that I love God himself? Um, absolutely. I mean, one cannot, according to Islam, one cannot claim to love God if the person has no love for the creation of Allah. You know, the fourth successor of the promised Messiah, the, uh, that is the of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, fourth successor, His Holiness Mirza Tahir Ahmad, he uh, once said that if you love the art, you must love the artist. True. If you love the creation, you must love the creator. So what this means is, what he says here is that if you, uh, you know, look at a piece of art, a drawing or something else, uh, of uh, you know at any place and you naturally have an appreciation for the person who created that art you know that can be applied to music that can be applied to poetry that can be applied to uh, any other form of art right 
And when you enjoy a painting or anything of a particular person, you naturally want to appreciate the artist as well. Many people, when they go out to restaurants and they enjoy food at the restaurant, they, they later on want to meet the chef and appreciate him personally because of the food that he has created. So, you know, whenever we, we like something, we want to appreciate where it originated from, the one who created that thing. So similarly, then, you know, as His Holiness has said in this passage, if you love the creation, you must love the creator. So for you to have true love for God Almighty, you must have love for what he has created as well, right? To attain the love of God, you must love what he has created. For example, I mean, uh, just, you know, when you go to a supermarket or anywhere with a, with your child, uh, people look at your child and they might appreciate the child that, you know, how well behaved he is or how good he looks or, you know, anything like that. That brings a um, kind of love or uh, in your heart as well for the person that has appreciated your child. So when, you know, that person appreciating your child brings love in your heart for that person. So similarly, when we appreciate or when we uh, you know, serve the creation of God Almighty. When we love the creation of God Almighty, God Almighty loves us back as well. So this is, you know, integral that we must serve humanity. We must love the creation of God Almighty if we want God Almighty to love us. It is not possible that we say, you know, to a parent, uh, we scold a child unnecessarily, some parent's child unnecessarily, and say foul things and expect the, the parent, the parent to love you to, and be happy with you. To, exactly. So similarly, the same principle applies here. God Almighty, who is the creator uh, of everything that exists in the universe, so he um, you know, expects us that we show love and respect and kindness towards his creation if we want uh, to attain his pleasure, his love and his nearness. Um, going back to what I explained uh, before, uh, you know, the two fundamental meanings of the word Islam, uh, that is to worship God Almighty and um, to serve humanity, to live peacefully with people around you. These two actually, as uh, you know, the Holy Quran and Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, describe, are the two fundamental objectives of our creation, that is to fulfill the rights of God and fulfill the rights of the people around us. So very often, you know, you, you would hear this uh, uh, kind of uh, argument uh, or discussion among people that which one is superior, which one is higher? That is, worshipping God, fulfilling the rights of God Almighty, or serving humanity, which one is higher? So the fourth successor, fourth head of Ahmadiyya Muslim community, His Holiness Mirza Tahir Ahmad, whom I quoted earlier as well, uh, he, he, he says that, you know, this matter is very simple. He says, your worship, your fulfilling your rights towards God and uh, towards the creation of God Almighty, it is like building a two-story house, two-floor house. Yeah. The top floor is building, uh, the top floor is basically your, you fulfilling the rights of God Almighty. And the bottom floor is you fulfilling the rights of the creation of God Almighty. If you do not fulfill the rights of the creation of God Almighty, that is, if you do not make the first floor, you cannot make the second floor. You cannot complete that two-story house until you have built the first story. Yeah. So 
that is the same principle that applies here that you cannot win the love of God Almighty. You cannot truly worship God Almighty until you serve His creation as well. So as Muslim, we must serve humanity and then we continue to, you know, um, uh, worship God Almighty as well. That is the uh, recipe for success. That is the recipe for success in, in, you know, in spiritual terms as well as worldly terms. None of us have seen God physically. And um, we see the beauty of God through his creation. And this is why God Almighty um, has uh, stated in several of the scriptures that man was created on the image of God. Meaning that if you see a person, if you see God's creation, the beauty of the, I mean, of the creation of God, it gives you an idea how, you know, intelligent and how super powerful the creator is. That does not mean that God has physical eyes, two hands, one head, just like we do. If you just joined us, you are listening to the message of Islam brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica. You can also visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash AMJ Jamaica. That is the Ahmadiyya Muslim Community's official Facebook page. If you miss the beginning of this show and you would want to enjoy the full episode as well as the previous episodes. Imam Tariq Azim, um, Muslims, you know, believe in the Holy Quran as the final source of guidance. And talking about this important topic of service to humanity, we can't conclude it without making reference to the Holy Quran as to what the Holy Quran teaches us about the service to God's creation. Can you please take us through the Holy Quran, give us some, you know, guidance, some exhortations which mandates us to take care of God's creation? Yes, the Holy Quran, the scripture for Muslims, it is filled with guidance on this subject that how we should look out after the creation of God Almighty, how we must take care of them. And, uh, you know, uh, it is impossible to go through all the verses. But yes, definitely I can present some verses uh, that indicate that while, you know, we, we are living in this world, trying to fulfill the rights of God Almighty and praying and doing all those things, uh, how God Almighty also instructs us to take care of those, you know, creation of God Almighty around us as well. Firstly, I have in front of me uh, this verse from the Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 84. God Almighty says, You shall worship nothing but Allah and show kindness to parents and to kindred and orphans and the poor and speak to men kindly and observe prayer and pay the charity. So in this verse, this is taken from chapter 2 verse 84 from the Holy Quran. God Almighty reminds us of several of our obligations. First is that we worship God Almighty. But then God Almighty goes on to say that we must show kindness and respect to our parents as well. And then, so basically in this manner, God Almighty has established rights for our parents. If you look around our society, uh, very rarely we see today that 
parents are you know respected by their children in the manner that they should be respected many of the children speak when they speak to their parents they speak very uh, in a harsh tone in a harsh manner so much so that sometimes parents avoid or cut off contact with their children because they cannot bear the the uh, you know the type the of torture uh, and the language. trauma that they take them through exactly that is that they're going through from their children sometimes so that is one thing that god almighty says that you must respect your parents you must show kindness to your uh, to your parents and then it says and to the kindred and so also to the relatives as well not just limiting uh, it to your own immediate family members as siblings and parents but you should also be kind to your relatives as well and that is another thing we we very often see today people cut off ties with their relatives for whatever uh, reason they say that you know uh, they're always uh, creating problems and this and that but god almighty says that you must show kindness to them you must show um, you know take care of them as much as it is possible within within reasonable means it might be true that sometimes some of them might not be very polite and kind to you but this is what god almighty says that you can avoid those situations yet still be kind and compassionate towards those uh, family members those relatives uh, that even in other situations you might find that they are uh, not very polite to you then the verse goes on to say that you must also take care of orphans and the poor so here god almighty says that worshiping alone does not uh, mean that you are, uh, you know uh, your everything is done now praying to god almighty and everything is done now no more is required from you you must take care of those that are in need around you there are so many children that become orphan at a very early at a very young age and they don't have role models around them they don't have anybody to guide them to you know to reach the level um that uh, some of the you know other children that have parents can reach so uh, god almighty instructs muslims that they must look out after orphans in the society and also the poor those that need help that that you know uh, without your help might not be able to achieve much so you m- must look out for them and then god says and speak to men or people speak to people kindly so this is another important teaching given here in, th- in this verse that whenever you address anybody always address politely always speak kindly to them there is no need for you to speak harshly or or you know use words uh, that might hurt or torture the next person so for that reason you should always speak kindly and then god almighty closes off by saying and observe prayer and pay the charity pay the zakat so you look here that he's god almighty started by saying that you must only worship one god and then god almighty established the rights of different people in the society and then god almighty put prayers as well as paying the religious uh, charity which is referred to as zakat so here god almighty uh, uh, basically mentioned both of these rights Uh, in a manner to show that you must fulfill all of them uh, and you must look out after people uh, you know you, the people around you and you must not be uh, hurting people physically or emotionally and this verse i mean if we follow it in letter and spirit can solve the problems uh, much of the problems in our society so this is just one verse i have presented and it 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 speaks so much it speaks volumes then there is another verse from the same chapter that is chapter 2 verse 196 God Almighty says and spend for the cause of Allah and cast not yourselves into ruin with your own hands and do good 
Surely Allah loves those who do good. So in this verse, again, God Almighty says that um, when you spend out of your money to help the people around you, you are doing good. If you don't do this good, what you are doing is you're putting yourself, you're casting yourself into ruin, into destruction. Yeah. Both spiritually as well as, you know, socially. Because if you don't take care of the people around you, if you don't have that sympathy for the people around you, what is going to happen to the society? The society is going eventually, you know, over a period of time, if there is people that are neglected, that are uh, don't have the resources, don't have the means, and they're neglected by those that are well off, you would see, uh, uh, you know, an increase in crime and other problems. So God Almighty says that when you don't do good to the people around you, generally, you uh, what ends up happening is you yourself uh, ends up running into trouble. So for spiritual reasons, for social reasons, whatever it may be, you must do good to the people around you so that everybody can live in peace. Not just you, but everybody can live in peace. So Allah finishes this verse by saying, Allah loves those who do good. Then there is another verse from the Holy Quran. This is taken from chapter 3, verse 111. God Almighty says, You are the best people raised for the good of mankind. You enjoin what is good and forbid evil and believe in Allah. So here God Almighty says, if you do good to mankind, you know, that is the purpose you've been created for. That is yeah. the purpose you are Muslims for. If you fulfill that purpose, then you are the best people. But if you do not fulfill that purpose, if you do not fulfill the purpose that you have been created for, that is good, being, doing good to mankind, then you are not the best people. If you want this title, then you must be good to people. Kuntum khaira ummatin. That you are the best of the people, but if and only when you will do good to the people around you, to the creation of God Almighty. Again, there, there are so many verses yeah. that we finish yeah. by one uh, last quotation. This is taken from chapter 4, verses 37 to 39. God Almighty says, And worship Allah, and associate not with him, and show kindness to parents and to kindred and orphans and the needy, and to the neighbor that is a kinsman and the neighbor that is a stranger, and the companion by your side and the wayfarer and those whom your right hands possess. Surely Allah loves not the proud and the boastful who are miserly and enjoin people to be miserly and conceal that which Allah has given them of his bounty. And for those who spend their wealth to be seen of men and believe not in the believe not in Allah nor the last day. So here again, God Almighty has given several different instructions that how we must take care uh, of some of the people that were mentioned in the other verse that I quoted, that is the parents, the kindred, the orphans, and the needy. But here God Almighty says that you must look out after your neighbors as well. That is a kinsman as well as that is a stranger. And then anyone who is by your side, close to you, and the companion by your side, you must look out for them. So even if you're traveling and on the road, the person that is sitting next to you, you must, you know, sitting next to you, in front of you, behind you, whatever, you must do uh, your best to look out for them as well, take care of them as well, 
you know sometimes people sit uh, in 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 a bus or in a taxi or in in an airplane or any other place that sometimes they they you know the way they're sitting is affecting or causing trouble to the person yeah. they're sitting yeah. next to so god almighty here gives you know directions in 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 such a, in such situations as well in basically every situation that you must be kind or caring after, uh, for the companion by your side and the wayfarer so god almighty says that if you are not traveling um but uh, you meet somebody a traveler and he needs help in any way you should try to assist that person as well and so and then allah says that whom does allah not like the proud or the proud and the boastful so allah does not like arrogant people and then he says allah also does not like those people who are miserly who don't help people who are stingy and tell others to be stingy as well so islam expects from us that we show kindness to everyone every every person we know them we know them not may they be muslims or may they not be muslim that does not matter in islam we must be kind and compassionate and merciful towards every single human being towards every uh, thing that god almighty has created not just humans even the animals and the insects and the plants and everything that exists in the world that is created which is everything created by god almighty we must you know um, uh, show respect and care and kindness towards it Thank you very much Imam Tariq Azim and um it is a very uh, beautiful explanation you've given to this topic but then we are not done I always say that Muslims are the most generous set of people that anybody could find and I mean by the word true Muslims however unfortunately an insignificant fraction of criminals who claim to be muslims have tainted the beautiful name of islam so much so that there are places that if you mention islam people would run for cover and um with the help of the ahmedia muslim communities outreach and these programs we have you know educated you know a lot of people to understand the very beautiful I mean uh, teachings of Islam which has brought about a lot of you know positive impact. Um the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu um is the the guide for that all Muslims should do the best they could to follow his footsteps. Of course as Muslims we believe in all prophets of God. But then the final prophet of God with the final teaching in terms of the the teaching and also the finest of the prophets is the prophet Muhammad sallallahu that we believe and we try as much as possible that all our steps in all our dealings we take cue from his teachings can you take us through his love and treatment to god's creation particularly non-muslims yes um there is many sayings of the founder of Islam prophet muhammad peace and blessings be upon him and then there are his entire life is basically you know um uh, testimony to the fact that he was you know he was a peace loving and very kind and merciful person towards every single you know form of creation of god almighty um i would encourage our readers 
to read his biography. Uh, there is this book available uh, with us as well. It is called Life of Muhammad. Sir, and sir. this book is basically, you know, uh, not a very long book. Uh, may on, maybe only a couple hundred pages. But it gives an excellent description of who the Prophet was and how, uh, you know, he spent his life in the service of God Almighty and in service of humanity. He would put himself in difficult situations through, you know, through difficulties just so that he could give comfort uh, to the people around him. Um, just before I get into some of the narrations, I would like to mention some of his sayings. Um, it is mentioned that some people asked the Messenger of Allah, Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, that whose Islam is the best or who is a very good Muslim. And he replied by quoting, you know, the uh, the words that I, uh, by saying the words that I quoted earlier in our discussion as well, that one who avoids harming uh, others with his tongue and hands are Muslims, basically all those who are peaceful people. He does not uh, harm them with his tongue and hands. Then in another narration, it is mentioned that a man asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, what sort of deeds or what qualities of Islam are good? The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, to feed the poor and greet those whom you know and those whom you do not know. So here, you know, uh, different people used to come and meet the Prophet, peace be upon him, um, throughout the day. You know, some people would have very little time that uh, they're they're visiting his town and they would want to learn something from him. So uh, all these these people, you know, they recorded their narrations later after the Prophet, peace be upon him, had passed away. But uh, from these narrations, we learn a lot how the Prophet, peace be upon him, kept telling people about, you know, that what Islam is when people asked him that, you know, if I want to be a good Muslim, what I should do? And this in this narration, he says, the, you know, to be a good Muslim or to, you know, to have the qualities of a true Muslim, you must feed the poor and greet those that you know and greet those, even those that you don't know. So again, you see that how the emphasis was on taking care of the poor and also greeting and, you know, speaking kindly to the people around us. And then this this last of these that I, saying that I'm going to present uh, before moving on to some of the stories or incidents. Uh, this is I find I find the most beautiful. The Prophet peace be upon him said, "None of you will have faith till he wishes for his brother what he likes for himself." What he says here is that you cannot be a true Muslim. Your faith is incomplete basically until you wish you desire. The same thing for your brothers and sisters, what you desire for yourself. If you desire success for yourself, if you desire for yourself to have a particular car or whatever, then another person, a brother or sister or a friend of yours or a stranger has that same thing. It should not create jealousy or envy in your heart. Rather, you should be happy for that person. And if you have something nice, then you should pray and desire that your brothers and sisters around you should have the same thing as well. If you cannot help them yourself uh, in, you know, in getting that, at least you should pray and try to see how you can help them, in what ways you can help them, so that they can enjoy the same pleasures, the same things that you are enjoying in this world. Um, you know, it, it applies to both material things and it applies to spiritual. our spiritual, yeah. uh, spiritual fruits and spiritual things as well. So, to be a true Muslim, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, through his words as well as his action has taught us 
that if you want to be a true Muslim, then you must desire uh, the same for your brothers and sisters what you desire for yourself. As far as his own services to humanity, you know, his entire life is a service to humanity because that is all that he did from morning till night. That is, every, you know, every second of his life is spent in serving the people around him, taking care of the people around him. And, you know, even before he was appointed a prophet of God Almighty in the town of Mecca, where he was raised, where he was growing up, um, it is mentioned that, um, you know, some of the people from that town got together. You know, there was a lot of injustices at the time that used to take place in Arabia, uh, the rights of, uh, you know, women, the rights of uh, uh, orphans, lower classes, orphans. None of these rights were established. So people used to take advantage of, you know, any um, any person that was in, you know, one of those uh, groups that didn't have rights, basically. So a few people got together and they formed a league, you can say, or they formed a group. And, and that group took a pact. They made a pledge. They made a promise to themselves that whenever we see anyone in trouble, if anyone comes to us seeking justice, we will do whatever is in our capacity to assist them. The Prophet, Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him at this time, was a very young man. And, uh, you know, he, he wasn't appointed even a prophet at this time by God Almighty. He looked at this opportunity and he did not want to stay behind from serving humanity. And he, you know, uh, became part of this group and pledged that he will do whatever it is in his capacity to, to get people their rights, to, to bring justice to those groups that are marginalized in the community. So this pledge, he, you know, he, he held that promise and he fulfilled it regardless of other people in the group, how well they, uh, you know, um, took care of their promise. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, spent his entire life in fulfillment of this pledge that he had taken that day. And even before that day, he always, you know, his heart always ached to, to bring, um, justice to, to, to mankind, to serve the people of God Almighty. To share a few narrations with you, yeah. Uh, when God, uh, when God Almighty appointed Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him as a prophet, when revelation started to reveal upon him, and God Almighty said that go out and preach the message. So after some months and some, you know, early after some years in the beginning, the persecution started to rise, and people of Mecca started to spread rumors about Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him to the people. And, uh, you know, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he was appointed by God Almighty. He did not care what people thought of him, what people said of him, because he knew that he was fulfilling the teachings of God Almighty at all steps. And he did not mind any of those rumors. And if he saw anybody that needed help, he would help them. It is mentioned that one time an old lady uh, was walking, carrying some heavy luggage, some, you know, some bags. And Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, saw her and he approached the lady and asked her that, uh, do you want help? Should I carry some of your luggage for you? She said that, yeah, that would be very kind. So Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, him, grabbed some of the bags and uh, started to walk with that lady. It is mentioned that the lady was a very talkative lady. So throughout the journey, she kept on talking. And, you know, she started off by, by saying that, you know, whatever uh, we talk about in this journey, just make sure you don't talk about this man Muhammad to me. 
because I've heard so much about him and the problems he is creating in our town. He is creating rifts. He's creating dividing people and these teachings that he is teaching, you know, uh, what he's presenting, they're causing a problem in the society. <laughs> so she kept on going and speaking about uh, Prophet Muhammad. And again, she did not know that this man that she is walking with is Prophet Muhammad. Okay. Prophet Muhammad at this time kept quiet because his intention was not to brag or to say that, look at me, I'm, I'm not a bad person, I'm a good person, I'm trying to help you and this and that. So he, you know, assisted her and uh, all the way wherever she was intending to go, uh, he took her there. And when they reached there, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was about to, you know, take off from there. And she said that, let me give you this advice that lady said. That, you know, make sure you also stay cautious and wary of this man and avoid him at all costs. And at that time, when Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon <laughs> him, you know, just smiled and was about to walk away, uh, the lady asked that, oh, young man, please tell me your name as well. And Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said sorry, that sorry. my name is Muhammad. And, you know, the lady couldn't believe it. She thought that maybe she misheard him. And then she confirmed again. And Prophet Muhammad said that my name is Muhammad. And, and and that, you know, that spell or that charm uh, of the honesty and truthfulness and the love of Prophet Muhammad was, you know, upon that lady then and immediately she accepted or she became a follower of the religion of Islam. So, it, you know, we, we see th these are the examples that, uh, that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, <laughs> has set for the followers of Islam to follow that in our life we should always and always try and uh, serve humanity wherever we can. There is another uh, interesting narration about a lady. Um, it is mentioned that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, used to go to the mosque uh, for, for, for his prayers or wherever they used to gather. He used to go there for prayers. And uh, when walking towards that route, he used to pass by a house of a lady um, that was also very upset because of the things that she had heard about Islam and about Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, from those people that were spreading these false rumors. So what she would do is that she would throw garbage either in front or upon the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam every time he would be passing by, and Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam would just ignore it and just continue on his journey, you know, just uh, brush it off and move forward and never say a word of anger to that lady. One time it happened that you know for. Prophet observed that the lady is not coming out to throw the garbage on him and she's not there where she usually is. So Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, instead of just continuing on his walk, on his path, he knocked at the door of the lady and, uh, you know, from the inside, the lady asked that who's there? And and he said, uh, it is me, Muhammad. And, you know, so he, you know, when he was, when he entered, he noticed that the lady was on the bed and she was very tired, you know, she was very ill, she was very sick and she needed help. At, the, at this time, the lady thought that Prophet, peace be upon him, has come, Muhammad has come to take revenge against me for all those things that I used to do <laughs> to him before. Yeah. But Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, you know, inquired from her that what happened, you know, how, how come, how, you know, how are you sick and what happened? And he offered her water from her house and whatnot, took care of her. And uh, she was amazed at this, that all those things that she had believed about him were completely false. And even though she had mistreated the Prophet for such a long time, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, completely ignored those things because, you know, that is the teaching given in Islam that small things you must yeah. ignore from people and, and you must show kindness to them. So when the moment was right, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, took care of that lady. And again, you can imagine that 
how could she not become a follower of Islam, of Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, after experiencing, sure, sure. after witnessing such a character of the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam? There are many, many more narrations. Uh, but, yes, um, I have mentioned some stories about people. Let me just mention one saying of the Prophet about. Uh, you know, creation of Allah other yeah. than humans as well. Yeah. And then let me wrap it up. Um, it, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, Sorry. while talking to his companions, he said that in the nations before you, in the people before you, there was a lady. There was a woman and this woman uh, had done committed a lot of sins in her life. She was a prostitute and had spent her life in, you know, um, uh, against the teachings of God Almighty. That's how she had spent most of her life. But one time she was passing by a water well and she observed that there was a dog sitting by the well and the dog was panting because of the thirst. And, you know, this lady was overcome by mercy. So in, in the narrations it is mentioned that she took off her shoe and you know, put it down into the water well with with uh, with, the, with the help of a cloth, and pulled out some water and gave water to that thirsty dog, and that dog lived that day because of that, you know, care and the mercy that the lady had shown, that sinful lady had shown towards it. Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him says that because of her, that one action, God Almighty uh, forgave all her past sins. So. You know, um, this is the teaching of Islam, that service to humanity is extremely important. Service to creation of Allah is extremely important. We must look out for those around us. May it be, you know, as I mentioned, humans, people basically, uh, or may it be animals or other things or other resources that God Almighty has given us. We must do justice to them and we must treat everything with kindness and respect. Thank you very much, Imam Tariq Azim. And um, of course, with regards to the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if I am to allow you, there are countless of examples that can be given um, concerning the way he treated God's creation, particularly with respect to um, people who were not even Muslims. Of course, we read from the history of Islam that a prophet of God who had been given the mandate to establish the religion of Islam allowed Christians and Jews to worship in his mosque. What else could be said about such a wonderful man? And this is what I always say that all Muslims should be mini Muhammads in their capacity to demonstrate the beautiful teachings that he espoused. If you just joined us, you are listening to the message of Islam brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica. And today we are discussing service to humanity, an integral component of the Islamic faith. Imam Tariq Azim, it is generally said that uh, talk is cheap. And particularly reading from the scriptures, reading from history about the wonderful teachings of Islam is very easy to, you know, just um, number them. Let's look at the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, the activities of this community with respect to service to humanity. I can make mention of Humanity First, you know, International Peace Award, Nusrat Jahan. These are all schemes that this community has brought, you know, forth 
to take care of God's creation. Can you take us through the international level approach that this community, you know, offers to alleviate the difficulties and hardships of people? And then also you bring us down to um, Jamaica here locally, what we have been doing in this regard. Uh, within our Jamaat, we have a sister organization that is referred to as Humanity First. And the aim of this organization is to help uh, people throughout the world. It is the aim of this organization is to alleviate suffering in every part of the world. So whenever there is a natural disaster, particularly when there is a natural disaster, um, you know, members of Ahmadiyya Muslim community and sometimes others, um, those who are not Muslims, uh, join us in the in, in our uh, effort to alleviate suffering from those people that are suffering from that natural, uh, that particular natural disaster at that time. So again, I mean, there there is countless examples of it and it, it happens, it has been happening for years and we, our organization, our community uh, looks for these opportunities so that we can serve mankind, so that we can serve the people around us. Um, and again, I mean, there is many educational activities that Humanity First undertakes as well. There are several schools that have been built around the world by Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And the purpose is to promote education in, in areas even where people don't have the financial means to, to attend school. Or, you know, uh, or because the schools are too far from the children. So uh, the Jamaat builds school, the community builds schools closer to the people so that the children can um, uh, take their basic education from those schools. Uh, the community also, uh, you know, has built a lot of uh, hospitals and clinics, uh, medical clinics around the globe. And the purpose is also, as I mentioned, to, to help those who cannot afford um, to, to get their medical treatments at other hospitals, either because of distance or because of their financial means. Um, very recently, a, uh, a, a hospital was opened in Guatemala and the head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, His Holiness Mirza Masur Ahmad, uh, traveled there. This was in 2018, um, just uh, you know, recently. Uh, the organization uh, of uh, Ahmadiyya Muslim community from the UK uh, helped create a um, an eye clinic, a big, large facility in Burkina Faso. So again, these things are constantly happening and our community is always trying to do whatever we can to serve humanity. Uh, in our, you know, uh, in the Caribbean, uh, Humanity First has been helping out in various countries. Again, I'm going, I'm going to come to Jamaica and our efforts here at the end, but uh, Humanity First has been helping out in Guyana, uh, in many educational and other programs. Our community has also been organizing events in Belize. In Belize, as a matter of fact, uh, the largest basketball league, uh, it, you know, it is run by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, the National Basketball League of that country, the, the, the largest one with the most amount of uh, membership. And the aim is that through this, you know, engage youth into healthy and meaningful activities, mentor them so that instead of them going into criminal or other sort of, uh, you know, activities or, you know, where they end up wasting their lives and time, uh, they, they are mentored in a way so that they become they become beneficial members of the of their respective communities. So this is something that our community uh, tries to do. Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat tries to do in whichever place we are established. And by the grace of Allah, we are established in more than 200 countries of the world. Here in Jamaica, over before, the years, we have... Imam Tariq, before you come to here in Jamaica, uh, if 
you are listening to us and you want to know about the Humanity Fest, which is the international relief organization that the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, you know, uh, spearheads, you can visit humanityfest.org. And I'm looking at um, the website here, providing international aid across six continents. And we have Africa, Asia, Australia, I mean, Australia, and then also Europe, North America, South America. Some of the programs that, you know, this um, wonderful organization offers is disaster relief. And then also community care, orphan care, food security, knowledge for life, water for life, and global health, as well as gift of sight. All these things are some of the activities that, you know, take, you know, place under the uh, humanity first. Now back to Jamaica. Yes. In Jamaica, also, we uh, have organized many programs over the year, over the years, and we continue to do so. Um, you know, that uh, that is our effort or that is our, you know, uh, service to humanity, service to the people uh, of uh, Jamaica, service to the people that are around us and uh, that, that might be needing any form of help. Uh, we have been organizing annual summer camps at our headquarters uh, in Old Harbor, uh, where children, uh, you know, that parents of, you know, that cannot send their children to other summer schools, which are very costly sometimes. We offer free annual summer camp where children, uh, you know, from um, grade two all the way to grade six uh, come and attend these summer camps, summer schools, and where we, you know, try to engage professional uh, teachers that teach these children uh, and try to, you know, um, uh, help with with their education. So that is something that we've been doing uh, for a number of years. Uh, COVID has definitely impacted some of our schedules, but we still continue to do whatever we can. Uh, whenever we find that, uh, uh, you know, any other organization or a group of people are trying to do any good, we also try to help them as well. Um, as for example, in this summer, um, I learned about, uh, you know, uh, there was a summer camp in Yellas that a couple of young children were uh, organizing. So as, uh, you know, on behalf of Ahmadiyya Muslim community, we traveled and we sponsored them and we assisted them so that they can carry out their summer camp uh, and educate and teach the children uh, in the right manner, in the correct manner, or whatever resources we can provide, we would provide for them. So again, I mean, uh, just recently we held a program just this summer. We held a program in our uh, Trelawney Regional uh, Prayer Center uh, that is in Falmouth, where we organized a program called Back to School Giveaway. And through this program, I think more than 60 children were assisted. Uh, we had contacted schools to basically, uh, you know, uh, bring those, uh, uh, inform us of those children that will, that actually need help. And uh, with that, you know, with their cooperation, with their assistance, we reached out to those parents and provided them uh, not just with stationary items, but also uh, textbooks for their classes so that the burden of the parents uh, uh, you know, in regards to education of their children can be lessened as much as possible. And as much as we can help them, we will help them. And going forward, we will be, you know, um, uh, meeting up with, with those children regularly so that if there is anything that we can assist them, we will continue to do so. Just this uh, last week, we organized a uh, community program here in Old Harbor, uh, where with the assistance of Old Harbor Police, we reached out to uh, more than 50 uh, families that that needed assistance and we brought them care packages 
so that you know with these lockdowns and these curfews life is difficult for many people because of lack of work or not being able to raise enough funds or not having enough money to prepare for the lockdown so again just before the lockdowns we we you know with the assistance from or cooperation from uh, the old harbor police station we were able to help the people as well and again we have sports tournaments and other programs here at our headquarters in old harbor and uh, we try to do it in other places as well so that we can engage our youth in good activities in healthy activities and mentor them so that they do not go towards um, some of the other harmful activities that many uh, unfortunately unfortunately end up choosing this is our mission and i know we don't have time so i would just like to end with with one quotation uh, of the founder of amadiya muslim community he says my purpose, yearning, and heartfelt desire is to serve humanity. This is my job, this is my faith, and this is my habit, and this is my way of life. So this is what we as Ahmadi Muslims, uh, you know, try to live by and try to serve humanity at every step possible. Thank you very much, Imam Tariq Azim, for the wonderful delivery you've given to this topic that is service to humanity and integral part of the islamic faith and um you mentioned um the back to school annual back to school which was undertaken just few weeks ago i think precisely on the 21st of august this is um something that we started the community started over um i think the past eight years ago but then this year we you know added a touch to it which you mentioned the provision of textbooks usually back to schools you know you would see that uh, it is just notebooks pencils and other things that are given which does not you know cost that much as compared to even one textbook but then uh with the addition of the textbooks um as you said we had given educational materials textbooks to over 60 uh, students and each student received a package with value of between 5,000 to 10,000. It was very helpful to the parents particularly in this COVID time and giving about four textbooks to a parent is something that the parents loved. Of course we don't have much time to um, continue with the beautiful teachings Islam gave with respect to um service to humanity and this is all that time would allow us on today's episode of message of islam if you joined us at the tail end of the program you can visit facebook.com slash amj jamaica where you're going to have the full episode uploaded as well as previous episodes until we come your way next time with another interesting episode from the ahmedia muslim community it's love for all and hatred for none. Assalamu alaikum and a very big thank you for being part of the show. <laughs>